So I'm here with music artist Bebo from the east side of Long Beach, California. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Man, uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. I really appreciate you for joining me. And like, um, I just recently, like, you know, became aware of your music. And like, I've been listening to like, um, a lot of like, you know, especially like the, the new album you just dropped. Um, Which one? Virgo. Oh, that's what's up. What's yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, it's more more for the ladies, but like right. you know, everything, like I feel like, you know, um, it's a good album. Like you have made mm -hmm. it, uh, uh, what made you do an album, like, you know, specifically for, for women? Well, so the thing was that album, <clears throat> I actually started working on that album at the same time as my other album, One Life to Live. And I was supposed to drop a double album at once because I didn't want my fans to have to choose between like my, um, my core music, you know, my conscious raps, uh, me talking about my upbringing in the streets and stuff like that. I didn't want, I didn't want them to have to choose between that and the stuff I did based off of like the love intimacy or, or talking to women. Um, but it, it really came natural. It wasn't like I had to really, uh, try, you know, everything that I talked about on that album was also, also, uh, true to my personal experiences. Um, but it didn't go out as planned and it ended up getting delayed because things just weren't turning out right. So it ended up coming out a year later after one life to live. So that didn't work out. So people ended up getting it a year later, and then now people, there's a few people that's telling me like, oh, you should go back to your roots and, you know, all this and that. But then there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of new people, you know, I've ended up um, capturing new fans and uh, that are telling me they like it. And then some of my old fans are, are telling me, you know, um, I like this new sound that you got going on. Yeah, um, man, I, I thought, I thought it was a dope uh, album, like, you know, um, I see a departure, you know, from some of your, your earlier work. Uh, like, you know, uh, for instance, the song that, that really uh, caught my attention, like, you know, when I first, I was like, man, this, this guy's pretty, pretty talented with Stay Focused. Right. And that's like, you know, album. yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an incredible video. Uh, like, you know, I guess that's based on like a biographical story. Right. Yeah, it was a true story. My house got raided. Um, it was on a new... Uh, like the police uh, departments work together to try to crack down on us. And that, that, that article was a long time ago, but um, I, it took some time to plan that video out. Most definitely. And um, I, uh, we, we have a mutual friend. Uh, so uh, Teddy Styles from uh, Long Beach, California, B Agency Incorporated. That's the, uh, the way I was able to connect and get this interview. And, uh, you know, I definitely have a lot of respect for him. Like, you know, B Firm, I guess you grew up uh, in the same uh, neighborhood of East Long Beach, but like, you know, decades apart, obviously. And um, he was telling me that he felt like, you know, and stuff and everything, you don't consider yourself a gangster rapper. I don't. I never, I never did consider myself a gangster rapper because I don't aim to um, put myself into a niche. Like, I don't go looking for like, gangster beats or nothing um when i do music whatever is on my mind whatever is gonna get from here and come out of here whatever beat whatever sound it is that's gonna get me to transfer from here and come straight out my mouth 
that's what it is. And it's not always going to be a gangster sound, you know. Um, whatever, whatever it's like, that's what it's going to be. So that's why I don't consider myself a gangster rapper. Gangster rapper. I'm a gang member, but I'm also an artist, and I consider it separate. I consider my music to be a separate entity from myself. Because when I'm when I'm dead and gone, my music is still going to be here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I do. So I I I. I I, I try to separate it. Most definitely. Um, I feel that I, um, I like the inspirational uh, influence. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like Nipsey Hussle, you know, similarly, like, you know, to, to like uh, songs he did, you know, I see like, you know, and stuff, um, a lot of like inspiration. I get like a similar feeling, like listening into your music and not just because, you know, you're, you're both from California. I, you know, obviously that's a, that's a similarity, but like, you know, the, that he had like you know what I mean and stuff of inspiration where he was able to like move people and like motivate them with his music. And I, I get like a similar theme from yours. Yeah, uh definitely. Uh my first album, I was definitely inspired by Nipsey. Um yeah, I, I was I was a big fan of Nipsey uh at one point, like the whole Bullets Ain't Got No Name series. Actually, Nipsey, okay, so I don't know if you know Sneezy, which is my my homie. Um, he did a song with Nipsey. It's called Prince of the Hood. And I'm actually working on a video right now. I was literally working on it right before you called me. Um, he did a song with Nipsey. It's called Prince of the Hood. When I heard that song, that's when I knew that I wanted to rap. Prior to hearing that song, I never thought about rapping at all. Um, like I, I would hear people rap in front of me and I would just think to myself, like I could do that, I could probably do that. But I never really like wanted to pursue it until I heard that song, something just made me jump up and say, I gotta get on a song with this. I gotta get on a song with Sneezy. And um, <clears throat> he wasn't fucking with me. Cause you know, everybody was coming up to him after he did a song with Nipsey and everybody was like, oh, put me on some, put me on some. You know, he was like the hood celebrity and you know, everybody's just like, just, clinching on to him, trying to get on a song, and he's just like brushing everybody off. And then um, he uh, wanted a tattoo. And at the time I was doing tattoos, like I grew up doing tattoos, that was one of my hustles. Um, so he asked for a tattoo and I said, if I do your tattoo, he throw me on a track. So he threw, threw me a beat, my first song, which is 12 Street Bangers. And uh, I actually met Nipsey too. We went to the studio. Yeah, so I, I was heavily inspired by Nipsey, that first album, um, the Marathon, and the Buddhist Ain't Got No Name series. And I even sold that first album for $50 based off of um, what he did with Crenshaw. I, yeah, I was working a job at the time in the middle of working on that first album, and I quit. And as soon as I got out, I played the Crenshaw album on my way home. And I, I went back home and finished up my album up. And it's dope. Like, you know, um, you know, um, you know, what are you uh working on next? Right now I'm working on two albums. Um <clears throat> I wanna do what I plan to do with Virgo and One Life to Live, just because I didn't get to accomplish it last time. But basically because I was I was kind of just rushing to push things out. Um one life to live. I just wanted to hurt and let it go. I felt like it's what um, 
my people wanted. So I, I just didn't want to keep them waiting because I already kept them waiting. It was like a five, four or five year gap since I dropped my first album. And I kind of disappeared for a bit because I was just trying to like figure out who I was as a person. And I wasn't even sure yet if like music was really for me. You know, I was just going through like this conscious um, awakening and just trying to decide who I was, who I wanted to be as a person. Um, there was a lot going on in my life at the time. Um, and that's why I titled that album One Life to Live. I don't know if you heard that one. I've heard I've heard songs from it. I haven't heard the whole album. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's why I titled it One Life to Live because uh, yeah, and when I was creating that album, I was just like, I guess I got to a stage where I started to realize like, okay, I'm not going to get no do-overs. This is it. Like this one life. I, I got to pick a path right now. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, so what I'm working on right now is two projects, basically Virgo part two and another project, um, which is going to be my usual, uh, the usual Bebo that my core fans are used to hearing. It's nice, man. Um, and I'm going to drop it uh, both at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, you were talking about um, earlier about like, you know, uh, going through the period of, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, if you should do music, you know, um, you know, what was like, you know, the, the pivotal point, like, you know, that made you realize like, you know, that you're an artist, that that's who you are. Um, so it was a lot going on in my life at the time. I, um, I basically took a step back away from everything. And, um, you know, there was just things like I, I was asking myself, because coming from the streets, right, you kind of get taught to, like, move in secrecy. You know, like, don't put yourself out there too much. You got to move low key. Because if not, you're going to get caught up in this and that. So <clears throat> that's what I come from. And then doing music was, like, me just literally throwing myself out there and, like, putting my story out there for the world to see. And it was kind of, it was just strange for me. It was unusual. It was different. And I wasn't sure if I wanted the fame. Uh, you know, I was just like, this is where I really want for myself. Do I want to bring all this attention? Am I going to be happy doing that? You know, um, just questions like that. And, um, you know, like, what, what is it going to mean? Am I bringing this publicity to my family and all this? And, um, well, so while I, before I started making the One Life to Live album, I was actually voted to be the leader of my gang. And um, it, took, it took me some time to think about it. So I went, that's when I went out of state and um, I had a lot of time to think about like what I want to do with my life and if this was the right path for me. Like, which path is right for me, you know, because it could have went any way. I could have chosen whatever. And based off what I chose, that's where it would have went. And um, I remember, like, back then when I was, like, um, I used to be, like, just hustling back then. And I would read. And one day I was in a library, and I remember I read this book. I read the back cover of this book, or it might have been a front, I don't know. But it was a uh, Warren Buffett, which is like somebody I, I admire. And um, it was called The Snowball. 
snowball effect or something, I forgot. But it was basically his autobiography. And in the back of it, it says something like, life is like a snowball. The important thing is um, finding the right hill and letting you turn your snow, uh, snowflake into a, a giant snowball and letting it uh, basically compound. And at that point, when I made the decision to keep doing music, I was like, okay, if I don't do music, what, is my, what are my other options? Am I going to be in the streets? You know, am I going to like pursue business? And I, and I was trying to pursue business and I had little things going here and there. And um, I was reading a lot, just studying a lot, but nothing provided me with as much inspiration or fulfillment, excuse me, fulfillment as doing music. Like nothing made me feel like that at all. So, yeah, that's when I decided, okay, I think I should just keep doing music. And I just stuck with it. Man, uh, that's dope that you mentioned uh, Warren Buffett. That's somebody I really admire as well. You know, he lives in the same um, house that he bought in 1958 in Omaha, Nebraska. Right. He bought it for right. $31,500, you know, which, you know, obviously this man has, you know, billions of dollars. He could buy like, you know, a huge house in Malibu and he doesn't do that. And you talked about, you know, uh, like, you know, as far as like being in the streets and being low key and like, you know, uh, like being an artist, you know, you, especially within hip hop, you see a lot of like, you know, flamboyance, you know, like right. you know, people and stuff and everything spending money frivolously. And like, I wondered, like, you know, um, coming from like Asian culture, do you feel like, you know, that that affects how you approach hip hop differently? Um, I wouldn't say coming from Asian culture, but I think me naturally, I'm not sure if I've ever been that type of person to like just always want to floss and, you know, um, just put it out there like that. But I don't know. Maybe I just never had it that big. Maybe if I had 10 million, 50 million, 100 million dollars, I might, you know, I might change <laughs> too. Who knows? You know, I, I might want to do it just to experience it. Um, but even when I had money, I wasn't like splurging on stuff like that. I was, trying to focus more on my priorities and I was like okay now I got this money what am I going to do with it how can I help uh you know how, how can I let it compound you know what can I invest in how can I use this money to like take me further in life and then I could ball out later so um I'm pretty sure when I when I feel I'm at a comfortable um space you know I, I like nice things too right um but one thing I will say is that my mom she never liked that. She never liked that. She's like, you know, all the throwing money and just like big giant chains and, you know, stuff like that. She would tell me, she would keep me humble. And um, she would tell me like, you know, money is very, very valuable. And um, don't ever disrespect money like that. Because, um, you know, they grew up poor and came over here with nothing and made something happen with just a little bit of money. Just getting by on just the littlest amount, the smallest amount, you know, and it, look how far it took the whole family, you know, and we're still here and we're still striving. So she ingrained that in me. Man, and uh, like you see that a lot, like, you know, uh, with people who have immigrant parents, you know, that um, 
they come over and like, you know, they, they, they really embed the, the ethics of hard work and, you know, um, just like, you know, frugality, like, you know, which is something and stuff that I think is like, you know, missing sometimes and stuff and everything from hip hop. Um, is there anything like, you know, in hip hop, like, you know, like, you know, what do you think about like, as far as like the current trends, you know, uh, do you, do you pay attention to like, you know, uh, what's going on in the mainstream at all? Yeah, I do. Um, but what are you referring to? Just anything like, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, as far as like, you know, that like you can't rock with like, for instance, like, you know, like little Nas X, like, you know, recently he released, you know, like, you know, a video, you know, that depicts like, you know, a lot of like, you know, uh, homosexual, like, uh, gratuitous behavior right right um i actually saw that um i was actually a fan of lil nas x not a fan but like i I was inspired by his story behind that old town road and how right right because it was a dope story and like yeah that meaning behind that the writing of that song wasn't just like him talking about riding horses and stuff he was like going through this phase in his life and he didn't want to go back to work so he was like, I got to make something happen, and Old Town Road, you know, I'm going to take my horse to Old Town Road. And so I like that concept. And I actually seen that, that uh, this gay video, you know, like, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't mess with it personally. You know, obviously I'm not gay. But, you know, he, he I feel like he does have a right to express himself. And one thing I will say is that, um, I've dated bisexual women before mm-hmm. and I'm okay with, you know, bisexual women. And I feel like hip hop can sometimes look down on like gay men, but they are willingly accepting gay women, women yeah, on a, women. This contradictory. You know, it is, it is. So, you know, I, I, I don't really have that. That's all I have to say about that. Man, that's a, uh, a politically correct answer. I think, um, like, my perspective on it, like, you know, uh, being an African-American man is I feel that, like, it promotes a white supremacist agenda. And I specifically say that because, like, I uh, I like, you know, Old Town Road and Billy Ray Cyrus, you know, uh, I read, like, his, his biography. I thought that was really interesting. Like, you know, before, um, you know, he, he dropped the song and um, – I thought like, you know, I mean, the story behind the song was dope about how he like, you know, purchased the beat and, you know, ended up mm-hmm. putting out the song. And uh, I noticed like, you know, when the song came out, you know, it was children like everywhere, like a lot of his fan base is children. So like right. you know, for him to do like such a gratuitous, you know, homosexual video, I feel like, you know, it's going to uh, resonate with children. And like, I feel right. like, you know, there's not enough studies and stuff and everything to show whether like, you know, uh, seeing media images make you gay. Right, 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 right. And like, yeah. I feel like, you know what I mean? There's been studies and stuff, everything on porn, how they affect your mind. So like, I don't see like, you know, as far as like a right. difference between like, you know, uh, a music video. And that's just my take on it and stuff, everything. But like, I know, like, you know what I mean? Uh, you're, you're solid, like with the music you make and like, you know, uh, who are some of the artists you look up to? Uh, definitely, um, Jay Z is my favorite artist. Um, Tupac is just one of my favorite people of all time. 
Um, I actually, J Tupac was like the only rapper or only artist I've ever hung a poster of. <laughs> um, he was my favorite artist when I was growing up. Um, who else? Kendrick, of course. I was so influenced by Good Cat, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, some of the songs on, um, if you hear, there's three songs on uh, One Life to Live. It's Sun Gone Shine, Generational Curse, and uh, Is You With It. So those are basically inspired by Kendrick. Um, who else? Wayne. Wayne, I think Wayne is the best rapper that I've heard, technically. Um, Eminem, who else? Drake as an artist. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some other names out there, like the old, the old rappers that I used to listen to, Bone Thugs and Wiz, Khalifa. I listen to so much music, like so much music. Um, Janae Aiko. Like, yeah, I, I don't I like listen her, to yeah. rap, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. dope. Like, she's my favorite yeah. uh, female singer. Um, yeah, I listen to a bunch of stuff, man. Aaliyah, all of that, like, I could, I could just keep going. Man, um, you mentioned Jay-Z earlier, and uh, Memphis Bleak had said that uh, Nas couldn't beat Jay-Z in a versus battle. Like, you know I mean, uh, do you agree? See, the thing is, I don't listen to Nas at all. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not knocking nobody that does, but, like, I don't know why. Like, I've tried to listen to him. I've tried to dig into his album and just sit there and listen to it, but it just doesn't hit me. So, you know, of course, I'm a Jay-Z fan. <laughs> you know who you know who I'm rocking with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, you know, uh, I like both of their music. Like, I, I wasn't, like, uh, I, I was maybe, like, an early, like, Nas fan, like, where it's, like, for a period, like, you know, Nas was my favorite rapper. And then, like, I started okay. listening more to Jay-Z because I had a friend, like, you know, his favorite rapper was Jay-Z. And so, like, I, like, I listened to Jay-Z, and then, like, after a while, like, I just started, like, you know, um, over time, like, you know, really becoming, like, a fan of Jay-Z and, like, his music. And, like, his catalog of music is, like, you know, uh, it's so consistent. You know, like, I've never heard a whole uh, a album from Jay-Z where I thought was whack, in my opinion. Right. I think, like, right. you know, um, his, his albums are, like, you know, the most consistent over time of any artist that I can really think of. You know, uh, maybe, like, you know, besides, like, somebody like uh, Drake or you know, um, but like, you know, he's, he's an incredible artist and Nas, Nas is a good artist as well, but like, I don't feel like, you know, his material and stuff, everything is necessarily as consistent. I think Jay-Z would probably win a versus. I understand what Memphis Bleak was saying, like when he was saying like about Nas not necessarily having enough songs, but like, I definitely believe like Cormega said, like, you know, I think the politically correct thing where he said like, you know, let them both be great. You know, Nas is great. Jay-Z is great. And I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. I think Jay-Z, it's just something about his music. Like, I think the, the messages, the truth that he puts into it, and I think he deliberately, like, does that because he knows that it's going to stick. And, and, and he knows that people are going to grow with it as they move forward in life. And I think, I think he does that to, like, teach the culture uh, to push forward. Um, yeah, so that's 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 why I think that's why Jay Z is my favorite artist or a rapper. 
Um, let me ask you, like, you know, um, being Asian in hip hop, you know, do you feel like, you know, and stuff and everything that that is a hindrance or you feel like, you know, that that is an opportunity? Because, like, you know, there's there's been a few, though, Asian artists, like, you know, that have breakthrough, broken through in the mainstream, but it's not a lot of, like, you know, Asian rappers. That's not a common thing. Right. Um, I would say that the odds are against us, for sure. And I, I even noticed, like, I would look at, like, my followers and my listeners, and they're predominantly people that look like me. You know, like, I don't get a lot of uh, the outside races. But then again, maybe it's because I haven't, like, really worked with more artists from, like, a, you know, different race, different ethnic background. And that's my fault with just sticking to myself. But I told myself that I do want to just start branching out and just networking with more people. I felt like a long time, for a long time, I just would just um, work by myself and stick to what I was comfortable with just because I, I wanted to just better myself at my craft. <clears throat> But now I'm ready to just start collabing with other uh, artists. I just recently did another collab with Tay of Third, which is also from Long Beach. He's um Korean and but like you you wouldn't be able to tell that he's Korean though. This looks like. Right, right. Um, you know, who are some uh artists that you would like to collab with in the future? Janae Aiko. Uh of course Jay Z. I would love to go bar for bar with Kendrick. Um, I think I could hang with him for sure. Um, Drake, uh, Weezy too. I would let to go bar for bar with Weezy. Um, yeah, my favorite artist, Wiz Khalifa. I would let to do something with Wiz Khalifa. He was never the most like, you know, crazy rhymer or super flow, but I just I just love how he's just himself, you know. Um. And I think that's just unique, you know, just being yourself. It, it, it's always going to take you places. Um, who else? Ross. I used to listen to Ross a lot. Dom Kennedy. Uh, Jeezy. I was a big Jeezy fan when I was when I was hustling back then. Uh, man, just, uh, if you keep going. Man, Vibo, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I really enjoy speaking with you, man, and you're you're doing your thing. I'm uh, uh keep checking the music, man, and I love to have you back sometime and stuff and everything, and um you know just uh talk more with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what's your what's your Instagram? Uh, actor R Glover. What? At uh, R yeah. Glover. At R Glover. That's it. Yep. A C T O R R Glover. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool, yep. Cool. Cool. What's What's yours? Uh, one life, so that's one life, two number two live. Dot v b o. Okay, for sure. I'll um uh, I'll tag you and stuff and everything, man. I appreciate you for taking the time. No problem. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Definitely.